da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Well, we've been promising it here for weeks now, and it's finally here. Our full breakdown of Smallfoot. Yes, everybody <laughs> been emailing us nonstop. We got an hour and a half of Smallfoot talk for you guys. Just gonna sing that song frame by loud. frame. <laughs> Brian, kick it off. Zendaya is meet you. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, about three days. Richard and I exclusively communicate each other through through that song, just twenty five times a day. Just that a gift of a like dark Danny period. With like Dorgle. When I was in Vegas, that's all I could say. I was walking around these, you know, casinos with like stimulating slot machines dinging off and music coming everywhere and everything, and all that was going through my head was Zendaya's Michi. It's tough. It's the song, but of the I thought year. I broke through it. How many Grammys is that one so far? I just I want to keep I want to update my calendar, make sure. Hey, Kent, next time you watch that video, I don't know why you would, but the guy looks exactly like Gabe, and his your name's friend Gabe. Gabe. Yeah, Brazil Gabe. Brazil, yeah. So just next time okay. you watch it, I'll picture keep that in Gabe. Mind. Picture your friend Gabe, and then picture Gabe doing one of his trademark left turns. I picture Gabe you'll... doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> that kind of guy. Well. um... Welcome into the show. We are doing Venom talk tonight for some reason. Um, <laughs> I guess this is a Marvel movie in association with Marvel, I should say. In association. <laughs> not Marvel Studios. Not MCU. It's one of those knockoff, weird um, uh, crossover between <laughs> Sony and Marvel. And nobody knows if this is Spider-Man or not or suicide squad or what's going on here um very confusing something's happening something is something's happening and nobody really knows what so we're going to try and figure that out um we're going to try and justify this movie if that is even possible (laughs) but here we go and uh with a little bit of movie news rumors rumblings talk tonight um sort of comic book movie related I guess um, we've got some news regarding the flash boy, boy, oh boy, the flash that, which was, I believe was supposed to come out this year. Mm. I might be wrong in that. It might be 2019, but I really think it was, I don't know. Somebody text Batman Shane and get the, get the four one one. I think it was either supposed to come out this year or early next year. It is now, I think they've gone through six directors. I, I really don't think I'm making that up. And now it is being pushed back once again. So now, now we're looking at a late 2019 production start for a mid 2021 release date for Sheldon Cooper, The Flash. So, man, gotta wait that long. I know. Just, Dude. I know you've been camping out. Uh, it's been rough. We've been taking care of J. Daniel Callis. You look terrible. So it's it's cool. Uh, not you know nothing to worry about. But looks like you're going to be there for another three years. Can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm running low on camping fuel. Please, <laughs> please Venmo. 
Well, uh, why? Mountain Dew. And- so, the, so by then they're going to have seven seasons of the TV show. So we're going to yeah, have told all the, all the flash yeah. we need to tell at that point. Oh, man. How have they not made Green Arrow into a movie? Because isn't that successful? Can't they just make that into a Stephen Amell as Green Arrow into a thing? Into oh, but a that movie makes franchise? Sense. That makes sense. That, that, that makes a little bit of you know, built-in sense. audience and, you know, characters that yeah. are established and that people like and, you know, things like that. That's but ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense, though. Yeah. yeah. No, one, no one has makes too much made a movie. Actually. That <laughs> that's, that's funny. Did we talk about the Captain Marvel trailer on uh, the show yet? Uh, I don't know. It's good. I like that trailer. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty solid to me. But uh, but I'm a Marvel shill, as everyone on iTunes has pointed out. So that's that's the way it goes. But you are. No, the Cap- Captain Marvel looks good. I think, I think that looks like an interesting, fun, very cookie-cutter, traditional Marvel movie. So if you don't like Marvel movies, that's probably not going to be the one that's going to change your mind. But looks looks solid to me. Looks solid. It's a it's a '90s throwback, is it not? I yeah, I like '90s. I I'm I'm excited to feel super old with '90s throwback music and such. I I can't it wait. Does yeah? It's, I think '90s nostalgia will be will be uh, interesting for us since we the are actually the whole third act the takes place at a Eagle Eye Cherry concert. That's the twist. <laughs> it <Yeah>. is. <laughs> Gotta save tonight. You know, sometimes Tomorrow that's my you'll anthem. will be gone. Right. You know, save tonight. Um, speaking of trailers, did you guys catch this awesome Aladdin? Somebody, I think, no, somebody took the uh, animated version, uh, teaser trailer from Aladdin and they like on YouTube, they fan made it into like live action and then released it as the actual trailer for Aladdin. I think that's what happened. You know, how people do that. Like, like don't meticulously remake things that are animated into real life. I think that's what happened here. It, it's, is it, Shot for shot, the animated teaser just done in real life. Is that what they're doing? I don't know. So also, so, it's coming out yeah. in like nine months, six months, something like that. There's like 12, 12 live action Disney movies coming out in the next five months. So we've got the Nutcracker. Uh, what what's the other uh, one coming out this? Chris Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. That's right. Dumbo. I didn't Dumbo. realize. I thought Dumbo and Aladdin were like five years away. I did not realize those King. were also. Oh, I knew Lion King was next year. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. they're going to start with Lion King. That's going to be a big hit. And then mm-hmm. a year later, they'll do Dumbo and that'll be, that'll flop. And then a year after that, they'll do Aladdin. Then I saw the trailer. And I was like, wait, all of these are, I texted they're you guys. Three months. Like, all yeah. of these are next. Year. Yeah. That's yeah. so, <laughs> Disney's super smart about this stuff. So they probably know better than me. I, 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 but my impulse would be like that. That's really stupid. But they're yeah. Disney for a reason. It's a little close together for sure. March, late March for Dumbo. Uh, I guess Memorial Day for Aladdin, and then mid July for Lion King. And they have Lady and the Tramp is on the schedule for 2019. There's no awesome. way that's coming out 2019. Yeah, we not one thing has been uh, spoken about that movie yet. So I, I assume that will get live action Lady and the Tramp, year. huh? I, I I guess that's I know Mulan is Mulan 2019. Mulan's 2020. Okay. Mulan okay. And, and Maleficent 2, which I've been just pining for, obviously, uh, is those are 2020. Lilo and Stitch is uh, unknown at this point. Oh, they're doing a lot. Come on, guys. 
remake like of the library, dude. They figured out that they can remake all these just with CGI and make the money all over again. It's not just do the same songs whole. and everything. They, that's what they're doing with this. They 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 had you got a friend. Uh, uh, ain't never had a friend like me or whatever from the genie in the in the Aladdin trailer. So that'll mm-hmm. that'll be a part of it. But um, a diamond in the rough. <laughs> that's just come on. Uh, so they also have Frozen Two and Toy Story Four next year. As well as the Avengers four, so Disney's gonna have a decent year, and everything's coming up Disney. You know, it's good. It's good for them. Good for them. They're gonna, as, as we always like to say, it's it's nice when a huge corporate entity like Disney catches a break. You know, like when George Clooney finally makes a good movie, just like oh, look at that guy. Good for him. Good for him. He's been <laughs> been working so hard. He deserves a break. Yes. Have we talked about this? Robin Hood movie that trailers are out for right now. Well, I sure would like to. So yes, let's get, please. Get Brian, can we give us 20 minutes on that? <laughs> I, I'm sure I can. Does that not look like it is a direct descendant of the King Arthur movie yeah. we saw last year? Like there's is no there a giant way that, snake that, though. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's no way there's not a giant snake. I hope it's, I hope this is the secret rollout for the <laughs> the giant snake cinematic universe. That's that's my hope, honestly. I, I'm much more interested in that than than anything that has I can come show out. you some websites though. <laughs> sure. Is that a Keem Elijah one? But no, it's a it's it's just so that trailer looks terrible. That's just boy oh boy. I I don't know, man. I don't know. But like you can't even tell the difference between Charlie Hunnam and and Taron Egerton when it comes to these movies because they look the the movies look so similar. They're just like I wait, which one is which? I can't I keep it straight. It's pretty. Can't wait, man. Can't wait for that to to come out and and to, to be able to Apparently talk that one. Produced by Leonardo DiCaprio, which is bizarre. This it was written by two guys who had. It was their first movie, and a guy who's only directed uh, Peaky Blinders on uh, mm-hmm. Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and big pedigree coming. Jamie Jamie Fox looks like he's cashing some checks on yeah, that one too. He'll so. do that on you, which I I yeah. respect out of him. He's How like, how did this get a November twenty first release date? Well, it's been pushed back multiple times. It was supposed to come out last year. How did this not come out three weeks ago? Is what I'm wondering. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It was. I believe it was last fall. Then it was February or March of this year. Then September, and then they thought, "Nah, let's put it up against all the movies that are coming out at Thanksgiving." That sounds like a great idea. So get get ready for that one. I'm can't yeah. wait, guys. I like Taron Egerton, man. This, I do. Too. This yeah. and this Rocket Man movie about the Elton John biopic too has me conflicted. Because I like Taron Egerton and I like Elton John, and it's probably and not going to be good. And yeah, and I should have gotten the part as Elton John. I play <laughs> piano and everything, guys. Come on, I play. I can play Tiny Dancer. Didn't even I'll have look, to take lessons. I'll uh, look for that album cover. There's an album out there that oh, I yeah. find pretty much every time I go. I, apparently, not a very popular Elton John album that I find every time I go to a record store. That looks. He just looks like if Kent was on meth. And was on some government watch. Yes. It's just like, yeah. I've got it. It's Rock of the Westies. Okay. The album. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it is so funny to me. Every time I see him, like, oh, there's Kent, the weird Kent. With giant but, glasses uh, and froed out <laughs> hair. Taron Egerton looks quite like, quite like him in the, 
in the uh the trailers for Rocket like, Man. If, yeah, if, if Kent was in like a on meth and in like a gang in a um like lock stock and two smoking barrels type movie, this would be <laughs> what he would like. This would be your character. Like a guy Ritchie gang member on meth played by Kent is Elton John in Rock of the Westies. <laughs> and you say that with the highest of praise, right? I do. As someone who looks like fat Clay Aiken, I can say that. <laughs> um, or is that, oh, I've lost weight. I've lost 20 pounds. So now it's just Clay Aiken if he was stung by bees. <laughs> <laughs> Clay Aiken is if he had a kid with Ross from Friends. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> So the poster for Aladdin is just the lamp too. It's the animated what poster, well, but just in live action too. Oh, I guess we're oh, just doing that with the posters yeah. too. Ah oh, man, but yeah, great it's, it's the slow slow rollout thing. You know, that's that's the bit with this but, stuff. We got to but the cut getting a poster feature as the lamp is yeah. a big move for him. I mean, that's a big yeah. deal. To- it's totally a big deal for lamps. Yeah. He went totally method on this one. Yeah, he lived as a, the cop lived as a lamp for like. I don't know. I think like nine months before they started filming and then it was totally yeah. method as the lamp. I mean, it, the cup is, I think this will be, look, he's already a big domestic star, but internationally, I think this opens his up, his career up to other things. Absolutely. Well, um, so we're doing Halloween next weekend, right, Brian? Yeah, sure. Halloween and, uh, and bad times. I'm, I'm stoked about bad times at El Royale and I will see uh, hello, can't talk anymore. I will see Halloween for this this year. Uh, oh yeah, podcast. getting oh, great, getting great it. reviews. Not not my type of movie, but I'll I'm gonna do that for you guys because wow. I, I love that. I'm pumped a, for it, man. Yeah, it looks really, really good. Pumped. If I liked horror movies, I'm sure I would be super pumped. But uh, yeah, it looks good. Looks like a well made. Halloween are the best horror movies. When yeah, good, totally. So. Sure, sure. Halloween I'm gonna, might I'm be Apple the best horror movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, I think it is probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, either that or. Uh, hostile, but yeah. one of those two for sure. Maybe Battlefield Earth is pretty good for movie. <laughs> it's horrible, but uh, yeah. Um, okay, that about does it for uh, a little bit of movie news there. Uh, by the way, we reviewed First Man this week. If you saw that movie, and uh, we did release an episode simultaneous to this one, so if you'd like to listen to that instead of hearing us talk about Venom for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> Definitely switch over to that. We we uh we give you plenty of of talk about First Man, but for those of you who've been waiting, let's do it now. Let's talk about Venom. So this movie has been taking over the box office. <laughs> hey, uh, it's you. Get Put it. your sunglasses Cause on. Because of the Venom part. Because well, of the taking over the... Oh, yeah! The part. Um, this uh, surprised me. It surprised mm. me in a lot of ways. <laughs> it surprised me as a movie. But also, it surprised me because I didn't know first, it, it. First A-plus of the year. It came out of nowhere. He had it's the first something. No way to expect it. It's the first of a lot of things. <laughs> first, first time for a lot in, uh, in this movie. But... Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that Venom had uh, the the fan base that Spider Man had, or had the um, the clout that they had. I was wrong. Thought people were over this. I was wrong. Um, even though it was getting bad reviews, 
people still went to see it, so I guess that's a good thing when people don't listen to critics, but I guess it's a bad thing when um, it makes bad franchises continue, which that this will definitely continue now. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, Venom's fine as a villain uh, plot line um, aspect of comic book lore. But does it need its own movie? No. Um, <laughs> I don't. I'll just be honest. I don't know what Tom Hardy's doing. I yeah. don't get him. I don't understand what what he's going for with almost anything now. Um, this movie was so confusing. It felt like him. Uh, felt like him doing an impression of a guy doing an impression of Bill Murray from Caddyshack. Like I did not understand <laughs> what his, what he was going for with this character, um, with the accents, with the nuance. I understand that he's overtaken by venom or whatever it is, but you can do that without going. I don't know if he was just on something the whole time, but I was just very confused by Tom Hardy in general. And, um, and so that didn't help things. Um, listen, this is, there are worse movies. Uh, this is just venom being venom and killing people. And it's very, very, um, simple, so cheaply done. Um, and it really, only exists to make money the the plot proves that and that's all i can really say about it but um we're going to talk about it as much as we can here but i'm excited to hear what you guys think i did make some notes on this on just uh <laughs> kind of what it was but uh like i said it wasn't it was watchable but i didn't like it <laughs> and um <Yeah. laughs> and, and that's the best thing i can say it was watchable but i did not like it mm-hmm. go ahead Put that on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Quite a fresh. That, so if Rotten Tomatoes point. was keeping score, that would be a fresh. <laughs> watchable. Well, I said watchable. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I I guess I have to start with like, I, it, <laughs> sorry, it's hard to even put it. In. I, I am shocked by how much money this, this movie made. I, I feel like we've gotten pretty good over the last five or six years of uh kind of being able to peg the movies that will say oh that's not going to be very good probably but it is going to make a lot of money and and those have to exist we have the studios have to make money right like that's the the end of the day that's the number one goal is to make money and so they made a lot of money with this i didn't think that that was going to be the case i thought this was going to be that trailer i really think the trailer the the most recent trailer for for venom is the <laughs> work <laughs> this is the worst trailer I've ever seen in my life. Like it just, there was nothing about that that got me excited about the movie or, or that kind of, I don't know, you don't made like my, raced my fears. Uh, yeah, it was horrifying. I, I just, I didn't, it seemed like this, a very strange tone to take. And I've said before, that's something you, I think you can get a feel for in, in a trailer is tone. And I'm, I think it was spot on. The tone of that trailer is very indicative of the tone of, of this movie, but I'm shocked that so many people went out to see it and I'm shocked at its audience 
scores and stuff. I think that's I think it's inflated a little bit with the bot bit, but hey, eighty eight percent. Even if you factor in false ratings and all that kind of stuff, that still makes it probably a seventy percent movie, and that's shocking to me. I I just I because even the Transformers movies are not that well received. So anyway, I I guess you have to give. I feel like you have to give the, the Sony the kind of like some props for finding uh, uh, for filling a market with with a movie that clearly people wanted to see way way more than we anticipated that they were going to see. Um, it's not nearly as yeah like Transformers movies except for the first one are all sub sixty percent and that's I felt like that was the kind of I felt like fifty one percent was like the if they got 51% audience rating on on Venom, then they'd be doing well. And instead, we're we're sitting at 88%. I I don't know. I, I it's it's kind of unfathomable to me. But anyway, it's it's certainly not the worst superhero movie that we have ever seen because we live in a world where Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad and Green Lantern and Catwoman and such exist. But it, I would say it's in the second tier of that group yeah. of. You know, the kind of the, I don't know, like the daredevils of the world. For me, here's, and I'll stop talking. I'm sorry. Uh, The watching, I thought this movie had no reason to exist going in beyond just printing money for the studio, which I understand is a big, big thing. Um, Keep the rights, right? Don't you have to make something or else you lose the rights? Yeah. I mean, but I just mean as a property itself, that's Mm -hmm. just the cynicalness of the cynical take of it. It'll print money and. Uh, and it keeps their rights and stuff. I get that. But um, just from a, is this going to be a necessary movie? Is this a movie that needs to be made? Is it a story that needs to be told? I, I thought there's no chance that anything about this will be that. And then about, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes in, I kind of found myself at a place where I, I was like, I don't like this, but I do now kind of see what the, I see the uh, the one page description summary of what the movie is i kind of get it i i can see how this could have been a seller um in in within the studio and then from there on it was just like yes but now let us show you how we screwed this up because it it just didn't like i said it didn't feel like a movie that i was going to have any good feelings towards whatsoever and then once i got in and saw the setup and what we were doing like i actually kind of get what we're going for here but my goodness, I hate it. I hate everything. I hate everything about Tom Hardy's performance. And I hated, super hated everything involving the the Venom persona, like the, the voice in his head and the god awful dialogue and the stuff like that just really pushed me to an, kind of an ugly place that it's just like I you sold me and now you're going to you're going to ruin it. That's a, that, that frustrated me greatly. Um, and was a much, I don't know, in some ways I would have just liked to just walked in feeling like I'm going to hate this and walk out being like, yep, I hated it instead of having a moment of like, Oh, I kind of get it. And that was very frustrating for me. So anyway, I've been talking forever. Sorry. Uh, RB, what's your general thoughts here? Yeah, man. I mean, I, same is similar. I mean, with the trailer and everything, I, it was one of those things when they announced it, I was like, all right, Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, that's interesting. Ruben Fleischer has not made a good movie in a while, but he has made good movies in the past. Um, all right, so maybe this has something. At the time, we weren't as hardied out as we kind of are now. 
when he was announced because they announced it like three years ago. Um, and then it was, and then kind of forgot about it. Saw that teaser trailer in like January last year and then saw it was coming out at Halloween or, you know, fall. Okay. Right. Thought it was going to be like a weird hard R venom. And then like the PG 13 part comes out and then those trailers, the longer form trailer and like you, Brian, I was like, Oh good. I just, you know, as someone who has to produce hours of content every week on movies, it's like, I'm excited. Cause I'm like, this is going to be the worst movie ever. I'm, this is exciting for me. Um, we'll be able to get a million jokes out of this for years, blah, blah. blah. And then I got in and saw it and it was like, Oh, okay. Well, it's not the worst. I mean, it's not as bad as like you said, green lantern or anything like that, but it, I mean, it's bad, but it was like, disapp- it's kind of the opposite experience I had with first man. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I was like disappointed that it was one tier better than the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And it totally. only made me hate it more. <laughs> But yeah, kind of similar roller coaster. There's some things in it that are like, all right, this is different. And then, and then, yeah, the, the, the dialogue, especially for the, for the creature or whatever you want to call venom is, is rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. (laughs) It's, it's surreal, real, real dope. It's interesting (laughs) slangage. Who did the voice for for the venom? he did. he did. Tom Hardy did both. Okay. Yeah, of course. Because God forbid he ever just sound normal in a movie. <laughs> I don't understand. He won't be able all. to talk by the time he's 40. Like, he's ruining his... My wife is a speech therapist, and she's always picking on that in a movie. Like, oh, he's going to damage his voice. That's bad. And, and he will not be able to talk because of the weird stuff that he does with his voice. So, I don't know. He got that to look forward to. I, I don't know. It's It's, it's weird... It's a weird, I have a weird relationship with Tom Hardy and I'm just not, I'm not sure what to do with it. I don't know. It's, he's very odd on screen He plays Al Capone in a movie next. You know that's Oh, thank you. No, thank you. That's going to be gaudy all over again. Josh Trank, writer, director. Oh my gosh. Mm. Yep, I know. I I sent this to Brian. I thought I sent it to you. Oh man. Uh, Everything everything about it. No, Linda Cardellini, what are you doing? No. It's everything Brian hates. Yeah. It is. Can't wait. <laughs> That's the most anti Brian movie ever. <laughs> John Travolta's got a cameo somewhere in there. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. It's great. Uh oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I don't understand what was going on there. So the movie opens pretty much frame for frame the exact way the Predator opens, which was great. You know, just the spaceship <laughs> flying down and crashing into the woods. Remember that? Yeah, PTSD set in really fast for us. The best thing I can say about this movie, actually, is this was better than The Predator. Much better than The the Predator. The Predator might be the worst movie of all time. So that's not (laughs) that high a praise, I don't think. Um, And so we get a a file scene within the first two and a half minutes of the movie with the, uh, the emails and the discovery of the whole thing. So Kent Garrison's uh, file scene radar was... Full alert there. Um, waiting for some overshirts later, but didn't get any of those. But <laughs> um, a lot of kids in my screening, like sub yeah. five years old, like parents that brought kids to the movies that the kids clearly thought they were seeing Smallfoot or something, and we're seeing <laughs> like nope, we're seeing Venom. Um, lot Tom of, Hardy is Venom. Very, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the the bringing the children to these this movie 
and why well, this was a movie that's like I don't care if I have my kids, I'm seeing them. Yeah, like this is a yeah, movie yeah. that's you know it's not <laughs> right. like it's Dead Deadpool or something. It's like even if it's rated R or something, and you got your kids, and it's like whatever. Um, this is just like a movie you can catch on a plane sometime. Like, why yeah. do you have to? It's like that's what impressed me the most about the fan base. Like, they were so dedicated to well, to um, I, support this no matter what. Um, and you know what? I think to a certain degree, this probably pleases Venom fans perfectly. This is probably exactly what they wanted this to be, which was Venom murdering people in evil people's heads. <laughs> Yeah, that's all. I, that's why what does they he like. have to be so eedy? Like that's just I don't know. That's a weird character trait to build into a sort of hero. I don't know. It was that was very. <laughs> if if I was super into the rest of this movie, I think that still would have given me pause. Just like wait, what? That's a that's a strange character trait. I have no idea if that's comic based and canon and all that sort of stuff or not i don't really care it's a it's a strange it's a strange bit i'm not sure that 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 needed to to exist and he's so he's so adamant about it i don't know it's just it's a weird thing maybe maybe uh the suspension of disbelief was lost on me when tom hardy is doing that voice and we're we're expected to believe he's a professional broadcaster in this movie seriously uh it's greatness somebody well and he's never heard of patreon too because he's like well i'm just out of work now i've got this huge cult following but i got fired from my job and i can't find another one so i guess i just am a dishwasher now you could probably make some money i hate when people that's my file scene i hate when people circle ads in a newspaper it makes me so angry i don't i don't (laughs) feel like anyone has done that in 30 years and i don't understand it. Like if that's the Sarah? ad that you're gonna call <laughs> if that's the ad you're gonna call on, then pick up the phone and call on it. I don't I don't I don't know. I mean, it, it always sends my uh just makes me a little angry. Makes me a little angry right off the bat. That's, but yeah, like he you could probably find ways to fund your huge video based <laughs> news reporting, but you know, whatever. I get it. It's it's a movie. A MacGuffin, that's fine. Who is Woody Harrelson in this? Oh, dude, did you not stay? Did you not stay for the the uh, no, post credit? No, I did not. No, I was out. Uh, oh, then you didn't well, see the whole. Save that CU for spoilers, because that's that's tough. It's not great. Not yeah. Let's talk about that in a few. I minutes. was like, did he do a voice? Because I see him on the the cast list here. No, I did not stay. As soon as credits rolled, I was out. I was like, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't care what the post credits is. I like, wow. don't freaking care. I was going to do that, but I was jamming out to that awesome Eminem song. Uh, <laughs> could, couldn't get out the theater, and then the post credit surprised me. So, yeah, I was out immediately when I heard the, the Eminem Venom track. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Rough fear for old Slim Shady, artistically. Richard, did you – you must have loved the uh, the scene where Venom takes over and uh, they they had this chase through the woods, you know, the yeah <laughs> large sequence of woods in this uh, movie. Literary. You were uh, let's let's yeah. play the uh, let's play the, the the America's fastest growing quiz sensation. How long did Richard make it? Okay, Ryan, what's your guess? I think he made it through the whole movie this time. It's short enough. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I just, I believe, I believe in you, Richard post. Yeah. I, I believed that you pulled this off. So that's, I'm going all movie. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go f- full movie as well. Cause you said post credit scene earlier. Yeah. I gave myself away. You are correct. Yeah, yeah. I, I made it through the whole thing. Shocking. Wow. That is a shocker. It's shocking. I was out as soon as credits rolled. I didn't even stay for the <laughs> 10 extra Just minutes. Just fast walking out of there. Yeah, I was. I was as, as soon as I was like, okay, Ruben Fleischer. And he's go, okay, bye. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Fleischer is another topic of conversation about what's going on with this guy. You make one good movie, Zombieland, and then pretty much that's it. Well, uh, and Gangster Squad, bro. No, I said Zombie Land. Um, well, thirty minutes or less. I forgot about that one. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so yeah, it's the kind of Josh Trank thing again. Of well, yeah. dude, he's executive produced forty episodes of Rob Deerdeck's Fantasy Factory. So I forgot about <laughs> that. My bad. Sorry, Ruben. Sorry. What about dude. ridiculousness? Because if he does the ridiculousness, I'm out. <laughs> no, no ridiculousness. Wow. And his, uh, That's my preferred deer deck, you know, drug <laughs> choice. <laughs> Justin method. <laughs> I'm a Robin big guy, so R.I.P. Big. Um, okay. Yeah, Ruben Fleischer is an interesting interesting um, subject. Not, not subject, but an interesting case study that we could uh, possibly go down one day. Santa Clarita Diet does that. Superstore, that show on NBC. Um, directed some of that. He's got a Jekyll and Hyde movie coming out. Mm, He's in pre sure I don't, that, be I don't great. think that's coming. No, that's not coming anymore because that has, that was part of the monster universe. Remember? Oh, that's Russell right. Crowe. It's yep. called Jekyll. Yeah, I don't think those. Jekyll. I don't think those are. I don't think oh, those are happening stars Chris anymore. Evans. Huh. Oh, maybe it's a different one. Because remember, there was that one. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> where, they, where they called their shot on opening credits and then never made another movie. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the dark, dark universe. universe. Yeah. The dark universe. That, <laughs> oh, this made 14 million. Oh. We, we somehow have to made the one bomb Tom Cruise movie. Remember, it's didn't weird. they like, get the cover of Variety like the month before yeah. that with everybody? I like, the, I like to think that that guy that designed that graphic was like, nah, you know what? I want back end on the whole universe. And he just <laughs> did, never got paid. Just screwed himself out of the whole. He just was like, "This my opportunity to really make something. I'm going to be the dark universe graphic guy for 20 years." I don't then, think uh, does that again on the dark universe side of things. I don't think it's a bad idea if the movies are good. But the key right. is, no, you don't yeah, go all in just, until you're like, nope, this is an A plus." This you, you don't go all or, in until you have the dark even like and you're like, C-plus. "Okay, yeah. we're going in on our Batman now." Right. Um, or or it made a lot of money. That would also right. be an acceptable reason to just be like, yeah, we're going to make a universe out of this. Yeah. Time. I think this Jekyll is not related to the dark universe. Well, hopefully, okay, not. hopefully we get more Jekyll and Hyde themed right. things. Right. I'm just kidding. I can't. I, I can't kills me too. I know. I'm the same way. I, I never, ever want to see Jekyll and Hyde movie. <laughs> Thank you. What about Rizzoli and Isles, though? <laughs> That's the only interpretation of Jekyll and Hyde that I've ever What about Franklin and Bash? <laughs> well, I think you all know my position on Franklin and Bash, and it's very pro Franklin and anti Bash. Yeah. Which one's Brecken Mark Meyer. Paul Goss- Gosling? No, I, I have no idea. And I watched probably <laughs> three seasons, but I have no idea. Because like, I'm I pro think, him. 
I but think Breckenmeyer is Franklin. Franklin. I'm sure. Surely, okay, surely, uh, surely, Mark Paul Gossler is Bash. There's no way he's Franklin, right? Like, there's no way that he walks into that and is like, "Yeah, make my character Franklin." No, he's <laughs> well, Mark only if there's any way to find this out, but there's not. Those shows aren't. Those USA shows are not Googleable. Right. They're on the dark web. And oh, sorry, they're on the dark web. All right, let's look. All right, Franklin and Bash, 2011's Franklin and Bash, and he's Peter Bash. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Jared yeah. Franklin. That's Breckenmeyer <laughs> character. Yep. All right. So which one's Rizzoli and which one's Isle? Oh. Uh, which one is Seahorn's wife? Harmon is. Yes. Dallas's own Angie Harmon. That's got. I'm going. You're gonna go Rizzoli. I'm gonna yeah. take the other side and go Isles. Okay. Kent. Oh yeah. She's going. No. She's Rizzoli. Okay. Oh man. Yep. yep. Angie Harmon is Rizzoli. Oh, she is. Yeah. Sasha Alexander is Isles. So, man, how many seasons did did uh, Rizzoli and Isles go on TNT? Seventy-one, but they did two, <laughs> a year. two seasons. A year. Uh, I'm gonna go six. Okay, Kent, you got a guess? Seven. Spot on. Seven. Seven wow. seasons. Wow. I'm I did not look. We've got to be the only podcast going deep on Rizzoli and Isles during their Venom review. That's why you come here. That is. Yeah. Okay, question. Click on that, Filmstruck. Would this movie be served better with Topher Grace? Yes, absolutely. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's one thing this was missing. Maybe if it's Topher Grace from Topher. the ocean. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> we are the official podcast of Topher Grace, I think. I just got the, the facts That's on that. It's Better almost be. like he was good as David Duke in that uh Black Klansman. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he was he's, he was pretty solid in that. Oh, he's a good actor. I've, it's just uh, he's just I've, a bit. I've it's said one of before, our best bit. Yeah. Said before, if there are a hundred universes, I yeah. think Topher Grace is a star in like seventy of them. We just yeah. we happen to exist in one where it didn't pan out. Well, I like I like almost like this Kabbalah crap doesn't even work. (laughs) And I like that I can understand him when he talks. That's also a plus over Tom Hardy. But wasn't enough raindrops are falling on my head in this one, though. (laughs) I I have to give that. Yeah, this fits in really well with this is like the natural descendant of uh, of Spider-Man, the Raimi Spider-Man movies. Right. It's just that we now have a blueprint of how to not do that instead and so they're it's like well but it's nostalgic for uh, movies that have not aged well at all people tend to not like as much compared to the new what does coop do if you put on spider-man spider-man 2 or spider-man yeah, he's 3. big into spider-man but homecoming broke his brain it was like he yeah. had watched spider-man spider-man 2 and spider-man 3 he loves spider-man 3 because venom is in it like he just thinks that black spider-man is cool he doesn't yeah. understand it sucks you know but yeah. when homecoming came out we went from a i guarantee you we watched a spider-man movie and it was usually spider-man 3 at least once a week if not if not more and then it homecoming came and it was like no that's spider-man that's the movie what about that, what about the new adventures of old spider-man christine or whatever the the emma stone <laughs> once. Does yeah. it be like those? Yeah, I, I, watch, if you were to rank Amazing them, Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. the one with Amazing Electro. Those, those are those are the fi- the last two. He would re- he watches the Raimi trilogy a lot still, or okay. relatively frequently. The the Lizard and Electro ones, the the Andrew Garfield ones, are the last in the rotation. So he okay. went through a phase with them, but then after that, if he's because 
A thing about being yeah. a parent. You 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 want to get your kid out of the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man phase <laughs> by before yeah. age four. Like yeah. you want to get him out of that. Oh, you don't want him want fourteen him to, confused right. and did yeah. not knowing his otherwise. Bill Simmons otherwise, had his kid on the Saw movies by then, so you yeah. gotta Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say if you don't if you don't progress them quickly <laughs> on that stuff, then they don't even understand Gaspar Noe, you know, like at all <laughs> before twelve. And so you gotta you gotta really push it. No. A thing about being a parent that I didn't know what before I was a parent is even movies that you really like, you will get tired of very quickly because your kid was just like, Oh, let's watch that. We just finished watching Star Wars. Cool. Let's watch it again, you know, and then you just wanna go over and so there are times when you're like, Hey, buddy, Spider Man sounds cool. Can we watch would you like to watch this one with the lizard? Because it just wants something different on the T right. V screen and he he's not he's not really buying that he doesn't he's not taking what i'm selling there so oh well sounds like i have to send him back (laughs) you know what you did you You, know what you did you know exactly what you did wrong um so some of the more cringeworthy moments in this movie maybe the most is when tom hardy like goes full crazy in the restaurant and gets in the lobster tank and starts eating lobsters. That's so bad, man. That's (laughs) so terrible. That stuff, that reminded me of like, you know, when five five writers of this movie, by the way, five people passed over that. We're like, yeah, it seems like looks good. Probably, (laughs) probably should definitely get in the lobster tank and start eating live lobsters. (laughs) And can we have Tom Hardy act like he's never acted before? That would be great. That will help the scene. A lot. It, stuff like that kind of it reminded me of like when we were younger and you'd go to Blockbuster on a Saturday night and there was nothing left and you end up renting like the knockoff movie. You know, it's like, oh, Transmorphers instead of Transformers <laughs> or something like that. And everyone in it is the worst actor ever. And then they're trying to do things that are that a good actor could probably pull off. And I I'd like to believe that Tom Hardy is a good actor because I've, I've been a big fan of his at times. But Stuff like that, you're just like, what's the disconnect here? Is are you doing some sort of performance art? Did we trick ourselves into thinking you were a good actor at one point? Is it all director based? Like, I just, I don't understand. And that was a that, and then he immediately follows it up with like eating out of the trash can and the motorcycle drone chase, talking to himself, Mm -hmm. the talking bit before you even get the voice was so bad and and very bad on paper too because it's very 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 uh expositiony in it like the the stupidest grossest ways and yet even that you're like okay it's not great but surely tom hardy can pull this off and then he's just doing this weird impression kind of like what you said like it's an impression of an impression of somebody who watched somebody teach acting on a vhs or something it's just a really I don't understand what happened with him. It's like he's Joaquin Phoenix when he was being interviewed by David Letterman that one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. entire movie. It's like yeah. he's not really in reality. And I get that this is a movie and he's playing a character, but it really felt like that was him and not what he was trying to play. I don't know. I'm just a little bit concerned about uh, Mr. Hardy. So Riz Ahmed is here as well. Um, he ha- legally has to be in every fourth movie, <laughs> right? He <laughs> he's um, great. He just legally has. To. He immediately the scene where the guy dies from venom, and he's like, or the the rabbit, he's like, start human trials immediately. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There's the escalation of the plot. That was pretty funny there. 
um, the scene with Isaac and the whole biblical moment thing there was really cheese. Uh, let's see what else. Um, okay, I already mentioned motorcycle drone chase. Uh, Brutal. Our, did How I you mention- mess that up? God. Did I mention like a car chase should work? Just if the rest of the movie is terrible, you should be able to do a car chase. I feel like, and it was very cringy to me. You got to have drones. I mean, it's 20, 2018, <laughs> dude. You have freaking drones in your movie. Um, Bill Burr got a job as a henchman in this movie. Really <laughs> good for him. Great, great, great uh, cameo. Great use yeah. of his talents. Yeah. Yes. He's in the new, uh, he's kind of a henchman photographer in that new Gary Hart, Hugh Jackman movie, too. Weird. <laughs> Bill Burr is picking some interesting parts. No, I don't know. I think it was Bill Burr. It's just a guy that looked identical. No, I know. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. The goo versus goo on the last mm. kind of fight scene. It's just goo against some goo in this movie. It's just goo <laughs> against goo and space goo versus non-space goo and animal-human hybrid goo. It's a lot of goo. We have a goo uni- cinematic universe is what we're trying to build. and I don't see where this connects. Where... Well, let's let's get into the spoilers now. So spoilers, we're going to talk post credit scene now. I haven't seen it, but these guys have. Oh, um, let's spoil this. Where where does this go from here? Why should anyone care? Well, I can tell you. Um, I can't tell you why anyone should care, but I can tell you where it goes. So the 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 uh, post credit scene involves Tom Hardy going to jail to meet with a prisoner who he has been requested by and uh the the cell door kind of opens and you're peering in and it's woody harrelson in like carrot top wig and he says hey red and woody harrelson starts woody harrelsoning and they go back and forth and then you you come to find out that woody harrelson is carnage who is the red venom of comic book and you may have seen in various cartoons and comic book spider-man stuff he's like the i don't know like the most i don't know more evil version of venom but it's the same thing it's a symbiote thing that has possessed the body of uh excuse me of woody harrelson so now we're gonna have we got to bring woody harrelson into this thing and i guess it's gonna be carnage versus venom in in venom 2 and can't wait can't I can't wait. Oh, he did do the best part, though. How, how do they reveal it? Because he's gonna. He's his line is, "There's gonna be carnage." <laughs> Classic. The dude who is sitting next to me, um, who who very much enjoyed this movie. Um, I mean, ex- uh, maybe the the greatest day of his life, just judging by his reactions to everything that was that was happening. Also, bought the seat right next to me when there were four empty seats to the right. I hate that. I hate when people do that. Just. We have assigned seats for a reason. You can leave leave me one seat. Leave me one seat. I, I want to be rich enough to buy a whole row every time I go to the movie. So I just don't have to talk to or sit next to anybody. But anyway, he was sitting next right next to me. And uh, when that one, he, he as Woody Harrelson was going into his sort of like exposition thing, he's like, <laughs> this guy's leaning like closer and closer to the screen. And then when he says that line about I'm going to unleash. He puts on the sunglasses and says, Carnage. 
the guy did like a double fist pump and like his feet went up in the air and he was like, Hooray! like that kind of thing. And I, and I ran, I just got out of the theater as fast as I could. It was, uh, I mean, he was very excited and I'm not going to knock anybody's fandom, but it was, uh, he was much more, ex- let's just say he was much more excited about the prospects of Woody Harrelson getting paid $10 million to be in another, another bad movie franchise, uh, than, than I was, man, I gotta admit this, um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse looks freaking awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, the trailers look so good. The animation looks incredible. So many different characters. Miles Morales. We we get uh, Spider-Gwen. This is going to be awesome. Hopefully. Uh, The trailers. This has piqued my interest more than any Spider-Man in uh, the past few years. Uh, This comes out uh, December 2018. December 14th. So, um Looking forward yeah, to that one. Really... That might be the the Spider Man property movie of the year. Um, <laughs> so, so, so are they ever planning on on crossing this over with the MCU Spider Man? It's only no. going to be Venom Cinematic Universe in this this side of things. There's new Venom movies, Venom related movies. Yeah, I think that's that's what it is. This I don't know that how much uh, it's so confusing with the studio stuff, but I don't think that I don't really think that Marvel Disney had any input into this being made whatsoever. That's at least my understanding. I, if I'm wrong, somebody please you know tweet and email us, let us know. But I I don't think they had any anything to do with this because like Homecoming is being done. It's it's a it's a Disney Marvel movie being done in cooperation with Sony, but I don't believe that it goes the other way on that. I think I don't. Yeah, think they're required right. to get because they own the rights. It's just that they couldn't figure out how to do them well, the Sony, or how to make enough money on them to make it continue to be worth their their while. Mm-hmm. So or how to secure their email. So yeah, <laughs> right. Also an important thing. Well, I'm excited about uh, the. The, the, into the Spider Verse, we'll see where that goes and, and Same. where that takes yeah. us. It looks awesome. Um, it looks awesome. The MRI thing here too was very cringy, cliche. I thought too. Um, mm-hmm. You knew that was coming back somewhere along the lines, and the whole rocket ship. <laughs> that whole sequence, the whole rocket ship, it all escalates in about four and a half minutes, like from where you're at the rocket ship yeah. until when it's over and done. It was like four minutes, which I appreciated because I was like, oh, God, this is going to take <laughs> there's going to be 20 minutes of this battle. And mm-hmm. like I said, you the rocket ship shows up, then there's goo fighting goo for about four minutes and then the movie's over, which I appreciated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't want this to be longer, but I just it, it, you kind of have to say like. If you're going to do this, if you're going to make the movie, then please just do it right yeah. or at least make a make an honest attempt because, gosh, the, the I don't know, the, the script and the plotting and the the development is so bad and it, it's just lazy. Like there's no there's no real there's nothing that happened that should lead us to a place where Venom decides that humans are are acceptable now. There's nothing that happens and this whole bit of like. The most I cringed in the whole movie was the, uh, like, where he's like, why did you come back? He's like, well, because of you, Eddie, because of you. And he's like, he's like, I'm a loser on my planet. It's so bad. It's so bad. And there was nothing that had happened up to that point that justified that taking place. You know, I mean, I get that we have to get there for the 
the future of this franchise, but can we please, can you come up with a way to make that seem legitimate instead of just a, a plot device to get you to the next film? It's just, I don't know, man. I, I don't, that's what frustrates me in the Marvel versus DC, Sony, everyone else is like, yeah, I, I do like these Marvel movies. And a big part of it is because they take time to actually try. I get that they're all dumb superhero movies. And I can accept that this movie is just, if I could just turn off my brain and have fun with it, then fine, whatever. But please give me a, give me an excuse to do so. And just by, I don't know, make the script 12% better. I don't think that is too much to ask. Make the script a C instead of a D, you know, and, and, and have, reasons for all this stuff to take place instead of just dumping it on into the screen to fill the plot space to get us to the next battle scene or the next whatever Riz Ahmed getting taken by the other symbiote or whatever it's just just all this stuff that just could be so easily cleaned up and made not terrible but clearly you don't care you know and I hate that I hate when a studio goes that that route it just really it it frustrates me greatly because it just doesn't we have all these blueprints for how to not do that and you just refuse to do it and it makes me it makes me very angry it just seems like a waste of of everyone's time to do it that way speaking of a waste but of other than that time, you liked it yeah a plus was going to be my my uh grade i was going to say speaking of a waste of everyone's time let's go ahead and hit grades and stop talking about this um <laughs> i'm going to give this a d fine <laughs> if you go if you go if you say that you like this i can't i'm not gonna like make fun of you because i can see why this if this was your thing before this that this is probably still your thing after seeing this um it's gonna do nothing to detract the venom fans and i think that's probably all it's meant to do is please them so not my thing uh, maybe if Spider-Man was involved or this is a villain of some kind or just better all around, just, just, just better, better yeah. um, I would like it. But it's a D for me. Brian. Yeah, it's a D for me as well. It's it's not it's uh, we're certainly seen worse comic book movies and I've seen several worse movies this year. It's definitely I'd be shocked if it didn't make my my 10 worst of the year when it's all said and done. But it'll be. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's an achievement in some ways that it's closer to the back end of 10 than the top end. I don't know. It's I, I, I'm just I'm I, I like you. I think you, you said it well. Ken. If you like the movie, you like the movie. That's fine. It's that's what it is. And I'm not telling anybody what to like and what not to like. I would like for fans of franchises um, like this or properties or whatever to demand more of the studio when it comes to this stuff instead of just being like well it's i love venom and it's venom on screen so i'm excited i i just i would love for people to think critically for a second and just be like but gosh why did it have to be so lazy and stupid when it it just it really doesn't have to be we don't live in a world where you have to choose makes money and appeals to mass audiences or isn't stupid you know it can right. be both of those things but anyway it's it's a d for me uh richard what's your grade man man i was so hoping that would be both of your grades 
<laughs> because I'm so excited to say this. I don't know if we've ever gotten to say this, but cue up the pastrami sandwiches, the chili cheese dogs, and the jalapeno poppers because we got a triple D on our hands, boys. <laughs> Throw some D's on the. That's uh, right. Uh, Let's head to Flavor Town. Triple meet you guys D. There. All right. I live there. Yeah, I'm always in Flavor Town. <laughs> Population. Man. Dose. That's better than that's the patented new Richard Barton is triple. You can have a uh, F minus 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 minus, and I'll, I'm going to keep triple D. I like we'll it. See you next time on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Woo! <laughs> okay. All right. Let's uh, let's move on, guys. Let's hit that weekly recommend. Yeah. Weekly recommends. Okay, bro, I got. Yeah, I'm gonna recommend a book. Uh, it came out earlier this summer, and I just hadn't had a chance to read it yet. But uh, I did over the last, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks. It's a very short book. It's really more like a, it's really more like a long form podcast, which I think will appeal to many of our listeners since you are listening to this here podcast. It's called Hi Bob by Bob Newhart. Uh, it's an That's audible. Program. Yeah, it's that's exactly right. It's kind of a radio program, which is great. And it's uh it's an audible original, it's exclusive. I don't think you can get it in any kind of print form. And no, if you, you if you listen to the book for one minute, you'll understand why. Like it's just it is just a kind of a long form interview and it's great. Bob is great. It's him talking with Conan and uh, Will Ferrell, Judd Apatow, Sarah Silverman, and Jimmy Kimmel. I don't think and, and, Lisa, and Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, and Lisa Kudrow, the only yes. downer of the whole thing. Yeah, she's she's not as good as the rest of them. Not interesting. She's nice, yeah. but it's like I don't really care right. about her thoughts on. Just, she just yeah. didn't have as much to, to bring to the table. But uh, anyway, it's it's just them. Ta- it's him talking to them in segments. So it's like. A few minutes with Kimmel, a few minutes with Kimmel and Silverman, a few minutes with Farrell and Kudrow. And so it's never all six of them talking at the same time, but um, just little segments talking about comedy and stand-up and TV and movies and Don Rickles and stuff like that. And it's it's so good. It's maybe four hours long, I think. It's very short. And if you're an Audible subscriber, I wish I would have waited like one day to buy this because I paid whatever. It's five or six bucks. But I bought it, and then the next day – Audible made it one of their free selections for the month. Oh, that's so weird. It was free when I got it too. With my yeah, account, I guess, like I guess three I or four months ago. At a weird, weird time. But uh, yeah, so Audible's a new thing. If you haven't checked in with your Audible in a little while, the you get in addition to your credit or credits each month as part of your subscription, you get two free originals yeah. that are all short. You know, they're four four or less hours long, um, and some of them are not that great. But you get to choose from six or eight. And this this month, October. This is one of those. So it's literally, if you're an Audible subscriber, it is free to you, and I highly recommend it. It's one of the three or four best books I've read this uh, this year, and it's it's incredibly fun. And American Treasure Bob Newhart is so, so – it's just fun to listen to his voice, and he still has so much thought to offer as to uh, like what makes comedy work and how he came up. It's, it's, it's a blast. It was a really, really good listen, and, and I, think, uh, I think our listeners would enjoy it as well. So check that out. Again, it's called Hi, Bob. By Bob Newhart. Hi, Bob. Go, Arby. Mine's a book, too, uh, that's going to be a movie, I think, in about two more years. 
Um, it's a, a book, one of the big books of the year right now called uh, Bad Blood. Um, and it's about Theranos, the company that was kind of a scam um, out in Silicon Valley, one of the big, uh, and their their blood reading machine, which turned out to be kind of fraudulent. And they raised, you know, like $3 billion, which is no big deal. Um, but it's going to be, the rumor is it's going to be Adam McKay's next movie after uh, Vice, and it's going to be Jennifer Lawrence in the lead. So uh, it's a really interesting story of how a company like that kind of first off begins, but then in the, in the personalities behind it, um, and then how it, you know, appears to thrive. And, uh, I highly recommend, uh, bad blood by John Carew. I think is how you say his last name. Nice. Is it any relation to the song? No, but I think the, I think it's intended sort of, I don't know. Gotcha. I'm going to recommend a movie we did talk about um, a couple years ago, um, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Have you guys gotten a chance to re-watch that since our initial review? I have, uh, yeah. Bits of it because Sarah was watching it, but I haven't seen the whole thing in a while. Yeah. Really good and could have been better had it not been called 10 Cloverfield Lane. No, I know. It drives me nuts. drives yeah. me crazy. Um, but that one's worth a rewatch if you're um, if you're in the Halloween mood and uh, and all that. It's a good kind of good thriller, um, semi horror movie, but not full on horror. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's worth 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 a rewatch uh, this week for the recommend. But all right, Brian, tell us where we can find you on the internet. You can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Arby, where can we find you? You can find me on all the social media at Richard Barden and at the aforementioned madaboutmoviespodcast.com and madaboutmoviespodcast newsletter. Kent, where can I find you? Online at Kent Garrison on Twitter. And find our show and subscribe. Tell a friend. And thank you so much for listening. And next week we're talking, I think, Halloween, right? Bad times, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Another double. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys then. See you at the cinema. See you. Goodbye. Peace. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed down and loose scrambling. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me yaya.